Sacrifices must be made if war is to be won. Nobody knows this better than Flynn. Once he was the star pupil at the Corps Training Academy, great things were expected of him, but not anymore. Now he stands alone atop the battlements of House Karma, anticipating the second wave of assault that could break them. His opponent? The man who trained him. Below, Edge is dying, but he hasn't the heart to admit it to himself. So much rests on the shoulders of Edge and Mir, and one other who is yet to be found. What awaits these three is unknown, but they hold within them the potential for a new golden age. Susan. I know you're there. I didn't want to disturb you. I was just trying to think of what to do when the next attack comes. I'm sure it'll be soon. The guards here are untrained and we've lost over half of them in the first battle. Fast won't be so forgiving next time. He'll overrun our defences and once he's inside, it'll all be over. Unless you think of something. Unless I think of a plan. I never thought I'd be in this position, Susan. I was once loyal to the Corps, looked up to General Vast like a god. How can I even try and stand up against him? We've had so far. <laughs> because we've had surprise on our side. Now they know that we have magic users, they'll be more careful. How's Edge doing? I treated the wounds and made him comfortable, but I think there's more to it than that. The weapon Vask used to inflict the damage was a relic from the Mana Wars, a spellbreaker. <laughs> there were a lot of them made back then. The Corps must have kept a few in service just in case. But can you save him? I've done all I can. It's up to him now. I don't know if you can hear me. Susan says that you've put yourself into some kind of deep sleep, but I wanted to tell you something. I'm sorry about all of this. If I just trusted you from the beginning and done what you said, then you'd be standing here right now. Maybe I've spent so much time on my own since my husband died that it's not in me to trust anyone anymore. We need you, Edge. These people. The world. Me. You're the only person who understands what we're going through, and I can't face it alone. This power. It's too much. Ugh. Edge. <coughs> I feel like death. You're alive. You know, you're pretty when you smile. Don't get used to it. If you say so. What's happening? Last thing I remember, the general of that army stabbed me. He was using a relic from the Manor Wars. Susan referred to it as a spellbreaker. Apparently there were weapons employed by the Corps towards the end of the war. Specially designed to kill Dejin. 
and that means they can kill us too. Flynn is trying to work out a battle plan. Then we should be helping him. You're staying right where you are. But I can help. Not to your better. You're still too weak to fight. I guess you're right. have you done? I was cleaning up your mess. She was my sister! And now she's one less runaway to deal with. Careful, you only get the first one for free. If you step out of line again, there's going to be a reckoning between the two of us, Celeste. And who do you think is going to win, given that half your armada was wiped out before that dingin burnt itself away? You threaten me! You have no idea what I'm capable of when pushed. How touching. You're grieving. Should have thought of that one before you turned her into your guinea pig. It's too late to cry about it now. Get out of my sight. With pleasure. Lieutenant! Yes, General? See to it that Celeste's airships are repaired as quickly as can be arranged. I don't want to hear any longer than she has to be. Yes, sir. And bring me the report to the battle at Karma. I want to know what else has been going on in my absence. Hold still. If you don't, you may be trapped in this monstrous form indefinitely. I know, I know. I liked her too, but she's free now. It's alright to grieve, you know. It helps at times like this, I hear. Fine. You need to change back, though, whatever the outcome. Reach inside yourself and feel for the anger and the grief and touch it as if you were pressing a button. Better? Not yet. But I will be. I do hope you're not going to do anything rash, Dante. I intend to avenge her death, old man. That way leads to suffering and pain. Then I will suffer as I have always suffered. I am what they made me, an instrument of death, their assassin. Well, now I am coming for them. And when they see me, they will know that their time is at an end. Nothing I can say will distract you from this course. Nothing. Then I grieve for you as well, and for the whole world. Enough of your talk of prophecies and darkness. Look around you, the world is already dying. Heroes don't exist. The reality is me, a cold man for a cold time. Have you learned nothing from what I've taught you? I've learned, and now I'm going to use the forms you taught me to avenge her death. Don't you ever wonder why you can only take on the forms of vicious animals? Wolves, eagles, man? I take the forms that help me survive. You take the forms that reflect your soul. Fine, and so be it. Dante! God's help us all. I'd find you down here. I'm going over the prophecy again. 
I want to be sure that there isn't anything we've missed. What are you thinking? This force that's going to spread across the world. I think that it's the core. I mean, it makes sense, doesn't it? They're toppling the noble houses and making a play for dominance of the whole continent. They already own most of the resources, and once the lands belong to them, it really will be an age of darkness. It makes sense. I just don't want to be wrong about this. What's coming is huge and terrible. That sounds like a call to me. You hate them? I was at Varand when it fell. I used to, but since I met Flynn and Susan, it makes me realise that there are people inside the core who are good at heart. And really believe that they're doing the right thing. But then there's generals like Vask. You've had a run-in with him before, I can tell. He was the one who killed my husband. I'm sorry to hear that. What about you? You talk about the cores if you know them, and I don't mean recently. I was born on one of the Far Isles. When I was 11, a plague swept through our village that the local physicians couldn't cure. We petitioned the Corps to send aid, but instead they shut down all commuting between our island and the mainland. They left us alone to die. That's terrible. I watched my mother and then my father die of the disease. And just when I thought that things were at an end, the Corps arrived to burn the bodies. The captain who made the decision to cut us off was called Leto. They promoted him for his quick thinking. And now he's a general. We all have our reasons to hate the Corps. Sorry to interrupt you guys, but there's about to be another attack. Just thought you should know. Let's go. No, I want you to stay behind for now. Mira's agreed to meet the first charge. We'll send you out if she gets into trouble. That way you have more time to rest. Don't worry, I'm not going to let the power go to my head this time. I'm ready for it. Make sure you're ready for Vask's Spellbreaker too. When Vask and I meet, it'll be for the last time. Just don't take any risks. I won't do anything you wouldn't do. <laughs> Which leaves almost nothing. Come on, the battle's starting. Where's the command line? To the east of us, on top of that hill. Stay here with the gate. No, I'm coming too. There's a chance we can still end this before it gets any worse. Right. Look, he's coming to pay me a visit. Vast. Mr. Kuja, and... Is that Flynn? General, you're betraying the colours, Flynn. You always taught me to stand up for what I believed in, sir. You were a promising student. It's a shame it had to come to this. It's me you'll be fighting. You know what this is? Spellbreaker. Its name is Flame. It's been the traditional sort of office for the military generals since the Manor Wars. Great, so I get to break it and you in the same day. You never gave me the opportunity to talk about your husband before. Because you're the last person I've seen. You don't have all the facts. Killed him, end of story. If that's the way you want to see it, fine. You're quick, girl, I'll give you that. But you're not a knight. A knight knows when to parry and when to strike. <laughs> Your husband was my best friend at the academy. We used to spend hours training like this. In the rain, snow, we'd never let up. We were going to be the best. Shut up. We enrolled on the same day. Both of us were going to be core soldiers, generals. Liar! When we graduated, he stayed behind at the academy to teach. You remember that part, right? He spent his days training young swordsmen and settled down with you. Not another word! But he pushed one too hard. A boy under his tutorage died because your husband pushed him too far when they were training ran him clean through. He knew that he'd face charges for murder, and he chose to run instead of face the law. I volunteered to bring him in because I thought I could talk him round without coming to blows. That's not how it happened. My men and I found you in the woods. You'd stopped for the night to make camp. When he saw us coming, he told you to run and you did. 
I saw you bolt towards the river and ordered my men not to follow you. He didn't realise that I was with them, he just saw the uniform and panicked. Before I could do anything, he had killed several of my men and wounded the others. It was just the two of us. When he realised what he'd done, we both knew there was no going back for him. Even if the first death had been an accident, the law wouldn't pardon him for this. He was an honourable man, Mia. He told me that he wouldn't dishonour all those who had trained under his name, and he asked me to help him end his life. He didn't know you were watching, he thought you'd gotten away safely. The world was supposed to think that he had died bravely, fighting against his would-be captors, but instead you saw his last moments. I severed his head from his body. Lies. It's the truth. Lies! I'll kill you! My sword! She hit it so hard it shattered. Now, I'll kill you. No, wait! No, I've waited too long for this. Mia, listen to me. This day is ours. The soldiers are pulling back. Killing him will not change anything, but it will send the corps into a frenzy that could lead to a counter-attack. He's the greatest war leader they've ever known, and you beat him. You do not need to kill him. My husband! Corrine was my friend, even to the last. Don't speak his name. You have to let it go, Mia. There are bigger things happening now. This battle, the prophecy, the very future of our world depends upon you. Think! Get up. Get out of my sight. Pull your men back. I swear to God that if I see you ever again, I'll kill you. She's a unique woman. More than you know. You betrayed everything the Corps stood for, Flynn. Joined forces with the magic users, even though it broke the most fundamental law. Why? Sometimes the right thing isn't always what you expect it to be. You've seen firsthand the devastation just one of them can bring. If another magical war were to start, it could tear the world apart. The war was already started, General. It's just nobody knows it yet. And you've picked a side. I've picked the right side. What happened on that mission? I was betrayed. And the only person who stood up for me was one of these magic users we'd always been taught to hate. I see. Not yet. But you're a good man, Vask. The best. One day, you will. You're just going to let them walk away, sir? Pull the troops back to the camp. Sir? Do it. They've won this day. I'm fine. I was worried about you. Just had to work something through. Now it's out of my system. What happened out there? Mia defeated the general. He's pulling his troops back, but they're not leaving just yet. Mia, you defeated Vask? Yes. Mia, are you alright? What happened? Just leave me alone for a while, okay? What happened to her? Vask told her the truth about what happened to her husband. She's still coming to terms with it. I'll go see if she's alright. No. Leave her alone for a while. But... No, she needs to get through this on her own. She'll be fine. I promise. So the army has pulled back? For now. What next? You leave. What? You've been bottled up here long enough. It's time you and me have faced your destiny. I think it's pretty obvious by now that the Corps is trying to spread its influence across the continent, knocking out one noble house after another without a second thought. It's becoming corrupted from what it should be, a jailer rather than a guardian force. Whatever you decide to do, you can't do it here. You and me need to face your destiny out there. But what if there's another attack? I think Mia bought us a few days, and Susan and me will stay here to coordinate the defences. It's you who needs to go on. Or the world falls into darkness. Exactly. I don't think that your General Vask is behind this play for power. 
Not from what you've told me about him, and Mia says that her encounter with Celeste left her with the impression that she was too volatile to sit around scheming. That only leaves one person who can be at the root of all this. The last general? The one who sent us on this mission. Leto. He was actively trying to kill the Dijin you bonded with. Curtis almost said as much before she died. It sounds like he was making sure that there wouldn't be anything powerful enough to stand up to the core before he put his plans into action, covering himself. And Mia said that Leto had the Varand girl taken to the capital for some reason. He's up to something. What are you thinking? Cut off the arms and the core survives. Take out its head. And it dies. Of the three generals, Leto is the dangerous one. He's the one we need to stop. But he almost never leaves the capital. He's surrounded by the biggest core base they have. And around a whole city full of people loyal to the core. I'll find a way. Kill Leto. Save the world. We'll leave at first light as soon as Mir is ready. It's time to face destiny. The winds of change are spreading through the world. Tonight the Corps was stalled in its mission to conquer the continent, but for how long? Vask returns to his tent a confused man, carrying the broken sword of office that has always been the symbol of his rank. Leto spends his night alone, silently toasting the memory of his sister over a single glass of deep red wine, and Celes, in all her insanity, prepares her armada to attack another of the noble houses. For Flynn, the weight of the world feels lighter. He has faced his demons and won. Tomorrow may bring yet another battle, but he will go into it knowing that he has done the right thing. And for our heroes? What awaits them is unknown but they hold within them the promise of a new golden age. You've been listening to the voice talents of Peter Jinks, Daniel McCallum, Lauren Curtis, Paul Godbold, Ben Warren, Anne Selden, Tim Little, Hannah Taylor, Louise Miller, Hannah Johnson, Robert Page, Jamie Davidson, and Matthew Sankster as the narrator. Golden Age was written and directed by Ben Warren, conceived by Louise Miller, Lauren Curtis, Ben Warren, and Jamie Davidson. The script was edited by Robert Page, and the show was produced by Cascade Studios. The music was by Sam Dillard, and the show was recorded by James Bateman. For more, visit www.cascadestudios.co.uk.